I'm 40 hour, 48 hours in, and I consulted with a now good friend of mine, Joe Rogan. Ooh I got my hat on down here. She's trying to turn my bald head. I might have to flip the ears back. When you see your players give all that they have, and uh, and you lose that way, it's tough. You know, you don't want that for them. So. Welcome to the NFC North Podcast! Welcome to the NFC North Podcast. My name's Eric Kiska, I'm your resident Lions fan, and I'm here to tell you Matthew Stafford is a fraud! And Cole is a secret Lions fan rooting for him. Here he is. Hi, my name is Cole William Whitlock Gibson, resident bad boy, tattoo addict, and official owner of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, what up? It's Blaze back after a week. The sex appeal is back. Uh, you know, just went out to Pittsburgh, see my Bears lose. Then went out to Chicago, uh, where Chris didn't see me. So uh, why don't you introduce yourself next, loser? Uh, my name is Chris. I avoid Blaze at all costs. He makes me look like a midget. <laughs> I'm like Kirk Cousins with his baby hands. <laughs> What's all the Vikings hate this week? It doesn't matter. They won. I can hate all I want. <laughs> Blaze, how, yeah, how was Pittsburgh? I mean, did you get a tattoo on your butt? Did you actually go to jail like we did? Yeah, heard? actually, I uh, I was talking to Kevin when I got to the airport. I was like, I don't actually go to the games. It's just an excuse for me to uh, tour the country's drunk tanks. And can I just say, five out of five, baby. It was, uh, <laughs> you know, they were really nice. They got the nice little packets of soap. Uh, you know, they, they really take care of your black eyes after getting in a fight with ten Pittsburgh fans, so... No, actually, it was the city is so cool. If you've never been to Pittsburgh, like I got there at a really good time. It was like uh, sixty degrees that uh, Monday, and we got to hang out through the whole downtown. It's amazing. But uh, those refs suck. We could talk about that for an entire other broadcast. You're lucky I wasn't on. But yeah, that's two weeks ago now. So. Quit living in the past. They still no, suck. They still suck. <laughs> I think we should start out with the Packers game this week. Um, Packers shutting out the Seahawks, seventeen to zero. Yeah. So this was a solid win for the Packers. Don't get me wrong, the defense played great. A.J. Dillon was able to take over for an injured Aaron Jones, get them the W. But I have to ask, was this more of this Seahawks team just being broken? Russell Wilson threw for two picks, um, and D.K. Metcalf could not get anything going, even though Jair Alexander was out. I'm starting to think this could be Russ's last year in Seattle, unless they fire Carroll or force him to resign in a clean house. That's also possible, but... uh. Cool. What did you think of this one? Oh, I got lots of lots of thoughts, Eric. Uh, obviously, ecstatic to shut the Seahawks out. I fucking hate the Seahawks, so it was good to see them not score a single point. Um, I think the Packers' defense is playing phenomenal. They're ready to go. I mean, they're playing as good as they played in 2010. So I'm excited. I'm very pumped. Uh, Aaron Jones getting hurt sucked, but he's going to be back. Just, just a little uh, sprain. Even uh, Gary, I thought he was going to be out, but he's only got a little sprain too. So uh, a lot of players coming back. Kevin King, as much trash as I talked about that guy, he really stepped it up in the secondary. That secondary is looking good. Campbell, when we when we brought him in, uh, that guy is playing phenomenal for our linebacker. Um, I'm just ecstatic. I'm very, very happy with where the team's at. Obviously, that game was... Started out slow, you know. Rogers got to, sh- you know, had to shake off a little rust, get back at it. 
the Seahawks just looked bad. I mean, the defense was having their way with them. Uh, I will say Pete Carroll is a, you know, I don't really like that guy. He's out. He was out here blaming that the refs cost him the game. Dude, you scored zero points, okay? You can't blame the refs for scoring no points the whole game and losing by 17 points. Also, there was a, uh, you know, I hate I hate refs just like Blaze does. There was, a, there was a point in the game where the Seahawks were in the red zone. When it hit zero, they didn't snap the ball yet. And then they snapped it well after. It should have been a delay of game. But instead, they snapped it, let him play it, and that's when Russ threw a pick, so... You know, honestly, the refs would have saved him if they were better. Would have saved him from having a pick in the end zone, in the red zone. So, I don't know. I was very happy. Packers rule. Uh, you know, they sold. They, uh, the stocks are on sale again. You know, copped myself maybe one of them again today. So, you know, you're just looking at a, a you know lifetime owner of the Packers. You know, my dad's got one, and now I've got one. We're, you know, we're just a family of Packers now. And, you know, I feel bad for all of you guys that just can't quite be owners, even though the fucking Bears are talking about having the city buy them and, being, you know, selling stocks and all that shit. Fucking copycats. Well, yeah, Blaze, what do you think of the uh, most communist team in the NFL, the Green Bay Packers? Uh, what do you think the about The hammer and sickle team. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I am... God. You know what? This Packers defense, I'm starting to think, is for real. They have had, on both sides of the ball, honestly, they've just had adversity after adversity, you know. They haven't had most of their starters on defense all year. You know, Aaron Rodgers, now Aaron Jones is out. And when you look at, like, the past two weeks, Kansas City and now Seattle, two teams known for, you know, their high-powered offenses, this defense has shut them down, you know. Russell Wilson, it's his first week back off of a pretty gnarly uh, finger injury. So, you know, you got to take that into consideration. But going into this last week, I thought there was no one on the Packers tall enough to cover DK Metcalf. I just thought he was just too big, too strong of a specimen. But no, this is seriously the the best Packers defense I've seen since 2010. I don't like saying that. I like the Bears always being the best defense in the... Say this it is again. the best Packers defense since, they, dirty since they won the Super Bowl. So, you know, I I think this was another really big statement win. Again, this is like three weeks in a row of like statement wins after we were calling them, uh, you know, the cream puff killers. Right now, yeah, I just think uh, they outplayed the Seahawks in every asset of the game, and it showed on the final scoreboard. So, yeah, it, it's not good. It's not fun to watch the games right now. But A.J. Dillon, man, dude, I... I slept on him too, man. That guy, I like that guy. You know, we'll see. We'll see how they uh, do once they hit the playoffs. But uh, you know, right by the way they're playing right now, I think they're the team to beat in the NFC and quite possibly the NFL. The way every AFC teams keep shooting themselves in the foot. So, uh, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I was wrong on my pick, like I always am. It was nice to see that the Packers beat up secondary could keep down that. You know, the tall-ass receivers that Seattle has, It's I think it's more of a combination of Russ coming back with that injury and not being able to hit the broadside of a barn if his life saved on it. And it's just, it was it was a tough one to watch. But, yeah, no, I mean, it's just Green Bay is going to do what they do. They have all those, those threats coming into play now, and once they get healthier, uh, that's it's going to be a team to beat right there, and I'm not liking that one bit. No doubt they're the team to beat in the NFC now. 
We will see next week. You know, with all these injuries, Rashawn Gary just uh, got injured too, and he was a big part in picking up for Zedaria Smith. So, that being said, we will move on. He's supposed to come back. He's supposed to be in a little brace. Should, might not even miss a game. Uh, I don't think so, but uh, yeah, all right. Yeah. Vikings uh, beat the Chargers 27-20. Uh, this was one of these classic Kirk Cousin games where the spotlight was a bit off of him. And he goes out and he plays well and gets a decent W. Uh, defense was solid. They kept Herbert and Eckler in check, and they grinned out a tough win on the road. But, you know, you got to ask, why can't they look like this every week? They're only a game behind the, Pan- the Panthers right now for a playoff spot, so maybe this team can sneak in. But is that really what you want from this team? It's a sixth or seventh seed in the NFC playoffs and probably a first-round loss. Uh, Chris, you know, is that what you want? Obviously not. We're all shooting for that number one spot, but they got to be realistic. That was a good game overall. They possessed the ball, I think it was 36 minutes, but yet they still only won by seven. The big killer, though, is is penalties still. It's, they had 10 for 118 yards this week. But yeah, like you alluded to, Kirk Cousins looks like a good quarterback when there is literally no pressure. He needs to have that mindset every week if they have any chance of even making a playoff push or a playoff run. Dalvin Cook came back with, you know, the off-field drama and everything, had a great game. Justin Jefferson, another solid game. The defense looked pretty good. They definitely limited the Chargers in their passing game with Herbert, which... I think if he gets one more solid year underneath his belt, he's going to be he's going to be good good player right there. But yeah, um, Conklin showed up with only three catches, but those two two touchdowns were you know the big key right there. Sure, please. Uh, yeah, um, you know, in my opinion, the Chargers are kind of frauds. I I did listen to the podcast last week, and you guys were all you know jerking off Justin Herbert. I think he's a fine quarterback. Um, the Vikings. I'll, what? I picked the Vikings. Yeah, He's so good, did I. No yeah. one heard me, though. <laughs> well, no, you were not. You were you too were busy here. being in jail. <laughs> Damn it. Waving that terrible towel. I just could have made bail. No, no, I mean, the Chargers' defense have always been frauds, too. I, they always, like, talk like, you know, they're, like, one or two pieces away. And just this whole year, they haven't been phenomenal at def- on defense. And... Yeah, like I said, Kirk Cousins is, I think like Eric said, uh, there, there was no one watching him this week. So, uh, you know, he could go out and sling the ball a little bit. Dalvin Cook looked really good for the second week in a row, I think. Again, the defense played fine versus a offense that's fine. I, like I said, this is probably their biggest victory of the season so far. And it just, you know, there's it's not a blip on my radar. I, I don't see them uh, making the playoffs still. And, uh... God forbid it if they do. I mean, why, like, hurt the NFC North like that by getting trounced? So, uh, Kirk Cousins sucks. <laughs> Justin Jefferson, really good. Thielen's on the down slow. I don't know. This this team just doesn't give me a pulse. So, uh, you know, I, I guess take your win and uh, see if you can't hold off the Bears for a couple more weeks. Yeah, Cole, oh, that's you, uh, very easy. Yeah. How do you feel about that game, knowing that, uh, you know, Vikings are – Playing you next week, so. Uh, I feel pretty good about it because I don't think the Vikings are scary at all. I think um, their offense is has way too much talent, but their coach doesn't know what to do with it. Kirk Cousins just hucks the ball a lot. 
Um, Justin Jefferson's is very good, but I think the Packers' defense is going to shut their ass down, and Mike Zimmer isn't going to know Can what to do. Can we just find a, a new nickname uh, Chargers... for Kirk Cousins? Kirk Huxtable? Ooh, that's also oh, no, like no, that's no, no, doing it. I mean that, but uh, that also puts in the Bill Cosby the, thing. Uh, the... Yeah, that's why I'm putting that veto right now. <laughs> well, I mean, his games put me to sleep, anyways. So I mean, that's oh, oh my god, please, Cole. Anywho, <laughs> the uh, the Chargers' defense sucks. So. You know, the Vikings only scoring 27 points on a terrible defense is not a good look. Justin Herbert, I still love the guy, but the Chargers have looked very up and down. Like, they'll play amazing one game and terrible the next, uh, which seems to be a very common theme over the AFC right now. So, I don't know. I don't really care about this game too much. Yeah, the Vikings won, but I don't. It, it, it's their statement win, but it wasn't much of a statement. I mean, I, I didn't care beat, about you, it. I'm not afraid. You beat the third scared. best team in the AFC West. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I will take all the praise I can get. With all this, uh, I think the Delvin Cook thing, it's worth at least noting because there's obviously not enough that has come out to go one way or the other on it, mm, but mm. Adam Schefter reported mm. that uh, basically Dalvin Cook, he uh, had a stalker, or his ex-girlfriend was stalking him, and came into his house with a, uh, a knife or something, and then there was some kind of domestic dispute, but then it came out just like, you know, an hour later that um, she has, you know, for a long time um, been on the end of abuse from Dalvin Cook, and so now his uh, future career, it it's kind of up in the air. I, I mean, I wouldn't say, you know, okay, Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill have done worse things. So he could possibly be suspended or something of the sort if this whole court case goes against him. But I guess we will see about that. Yeah, Chris, uh, do you think this will actually end up hurting Dalvin Cook? Like, do you think he'll be suspended at all? Uh, you know, I have a feeling that the more information that does come out in the next, you know, few weeks, because like you said, it's it's all still relatively fresh. There's not much information about it. Right now, it is a he said, she said. I believe both. You know, I can't really be like, oh, well, Dan Cook's my boy. I got to believe him. Um, but yeah, I think if, if it does come out that he was abusing her and she was just coming back to get her stuff and he just decided to, uh, you know, Ray Ricer, then, yeah, there's going to be some uh, repercussions. Yeah, definitely. Well, going on from there, uh, we are going to talk about my Lions and Steelers and the game that happened there. I got a lot to say about okay, the Lions. Well, I, you know, never, if you want to go first, I can respond. I'll let you go respond. first, though, Eric. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll let you go first, Eric. Well, yeah, so uh, it was a tie, and <laughs> now we're 0-8-1, and, and so this was a really classic Lions game for me in that, uh, yes, you could point to a few areas where the Lions had bad luck. Their starting kicker was out, the weather was horrible, but in the end, it doesn't really excuse not coming out of this one with a win. No, I'm not happy about tying this poorest Steelers team, especially with Big Ben, Big ben out. You had... Mason Rudolph there, he uh, he was noodle-arming passes all day. The Steelers turned the ball over three times, twice in overtime. T.J. Watt got injured halfway through the game, and yet we still couldn't get the win. And, you know, Dan Campbell, he took over on play-calling duties this week, and I really have no clue why when I don't think Anthony Lynn's play-calling has been the problem. And then T Dan Campbell came out, 
running it on third and long like it was like the 1940s uh, over and over and over again. And, you know, I guess Goff, he uh, injured his oblique or something. Yeah, but at that point, why do you bench? Why don't you bench him for David Blau if you're worried he isn't healthy enough to throw? Uh, you can't just keep running it on third and long, expecting to get a first down. Mike Tomlin is a smart coach. He's going to figure out what's going wrong on the other side of the ball. And uh, Dan Campbell, he came into this year, you know, saying he was all ferocious. He was going to bite kneecaps. But all I saw all game was a dude who was just too scared to be more aggressive. So the Steelers were giving you the game. You had the knife in your hand, and you were too scared to cut their throat. So the weather's bad and your QB is injured. I don't care. Go for the win. If that means, you know, putting in your backup, letting him throw it, then do it. Try to design something like, you know, so you just don't predictably run the ball over and over again on third and long. And, you know, so it's confusing to me just because a few weeks ago the Lions were uber aggressive against the Rams, and now we get this. So, Cole? Well, so, (laughs) obviously Dan Campbell taking over play calling, I think, hurt you guys. I mean, we were in, you know, we talked about it where just the Lions just, they're super predictable. They would not let Goff throw the ball until, like, towards the end of the game, and he made some pretty decent throws, but, yeah, they just, it was pathetic to watch, and uh, the Dan Campbell, I don't know if he's crying, burying film, or celebrating it, but, you know, the positive takeaway is, you know, this is, I think, the first week that the NFC North has not lost all of us, none of us lost a game, so, you know, (laughs) very positive, Uh, but the Lions are, are, you know, they're going to find a way to go 0-16 this year, and I'm pretty excited about it. But and going to the kicker thing, I I, I was curious about it because I know that you know your starting kicker got hurt, which sucks. But I was thinking, didn't the Lions cut two kickers at the start of the yeah. the season to pick up? Well, this yeah, guy? you don't you don't keep like well, two you... starting kickers on your lineup though. <laughs> no, no, I know, but I'm just I'm I just I'm questioning Dan Campbell's you know ability to assess no, kickers because no. now okay, you guys he are dropped two guys to pick up Austin Siebert who then got hurt and then this guy was a guy off the practice yeah, squad. I okay. am well aware. <laughs> I am well aware, and Austin Siebert was the worst out of everyone. I, was he? I mean, <laughs> the the two people that he cut. Well, yeah, now, the two people that I, he cut. Maybe yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bullock is 18 for 20 for field goals for the Titans. Wright won the game for Jacksonville. And Gonzalez, who you also cut, has made 16 straight. So you cut three people who've all been way better for this guy who then gets injured and then they have to go to a practice squad. And the and to be honest, your starting kicker isn't even that great either. I mean, he's missed a lot of kicks this year. So I just question Dan Campbell's ability to assess players. And if he's, you know, he probably shouldn't be play calling. So if he's not going to play call and he can't assess players... I guess he can bite kneecaps and bury film. So, I mean, Austin Sieber, he's he's been okay. I mean, he hasn't been he, like, you know. Yeah, he's 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 eighty percent for the last five years, yeah. which is okay. But the other guys are all playing. Well. I mean, it's kind of a toss. Yeah, but hindsight is. I, I don't really get Jacksonville. this argument, but Blaze, yeah. Ah, I just I'm just saying you guys cut <laughs> again. All the hindsight players. is twenty. You're looking at the kickers to say that you cut cut all the wrong players, not anybody else. <laughs> and that's the know. reason you guys don't have a win. Yeah, yeah, like. I, <laughs> yeah, well, you won this week, this yes. And no, starting kicker got <laughs> and, injured. And you like, beat the Ravens. I mean, if we're applying that to well, each yeah, that kicker, kicker got injured. The other ones did. I don't want to talk about kickers. Okay, Blaze. 
Special teams yeah. wins championships. And didn't Mason Crosby chunk another one last week, like against the Chiefs? Yeah, yep. but most certainly did. Actual good All right. All right. I, I just yeah, want to talk about what we're talking though, about so we shitty still kickers, win. you know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, speaking of Mason Crosby, man, that game gave me uh, Packers versus uh, Cincinnati Bengals, like PTSD flashbacks, because. <laughs> It just looked like two teams that didn't want to win a football game, and it was just the most insane, like, I mean, I know Mason Rudolph is, like, what? He's he, he's famous for possibly calling Miles Garrett a slur. Other than that, he really doesn't, you know, move the needle. Goff did play a little better this week. You know, when you get the running backs involved, it's always a good thing. I don't think Hawkinson did anything again this week. Goff, I'm sorry, he did not play better this week. He was he had like 1.8 air yards um, a throw. He was, but he that's was what he's good at. That's what he's good at. He's well, good at like that's not you know, good. <laughs> he he likes to do the Tom Brady throws. You know, the little the little dink and dunks. St. Brown played okay. I mean, I don't know this this. This Lions team, we had the whole, like, I was in Chicago, right? And we had the whole bar glued to this fucking game because those Steelers ripped my hearts out last week. And we were like, come on, Lions. Come on, Lions. And you guys can't even do us a solid by beating them. You have to go ahead and tie them in a 16-16 to just, man, that made the uh, Vikings game look like a roller coaster ride. The Steelers aren't a great team, especially without Ben Roethlisberger. So, again, probably should have won this one. Didn't happen. Uh, we'll we'll come back next week and talk about the same damn thing. So, uh, I mean, I so. I doubt we will get anywhere close to tying the Browns next week, but that that's for later, Chris. No, you play the good teams great. So it's yes, he's not wrong there, but uh, yeah, it was just. You guys got the turnover battle one, but you couldn't quite capitalize, which is unfortunate. Cause now you guys can still make history by being the first ever 0-16 and one team. So you guys got that going for you. But I think uh, <laughs> if Big Ben plays that game, it's it's game over. They were they were winning that one hands down. But what's crazy is Dwayne Haskins probably could have started if he would have just put his phone down in <clears throat> in warmups and you know paid attention to what was going on. That. And apparently that's the rumor on the 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 rumor mill is that's why he didn't start. Typical he was Ohio checking, State QB. Oh know. yeah, too busy checking that social media. <laughs> uh, but the saving grace, though, you know, Andre Swift. Um, so he, I mean, at least he had a good game against a very mediocre defense. So yeah, it was uh, it was something. Yeah. Right. When you get thirty three carries, you'll... well, that's not true. Yeah, true. DeAndre Swift is a good. DeAndre Swift is a good running back. He's better than good. So he he yeah. He I mean, is good. If you can't win this game, I don't see us winning against the Falcons or the Bears because Steelers without Big Ben, that uh, uh not a chance good against as the Falcons probably. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say the Falcons. Are yeah, yeah they got no defense. I would take Matt Ryan over Mason Rudolph every day. So <laughs> it's very possible we could go in 0-16 and one this year. And, yeah, I mean, I, I do want the number one pick. I want Kayvon Thibodeau. But, yeah, is at the cost of going 0-16-1, no, I don't I don't want that. Because if we do win one game, um, the, the Texans have a less strong strength of schedule, so that would mean they would get the number one pick over, over us. And <laughs> I know there's other Lions fans saying, okay, I didn't even want to win this game. And to you, I say, let's please just not go 0-16-1. So... Yeah. yeah, but if you do that, you'll be like the only team that never won a game. 
but you don't have a zero like when, yeah like, when you're <laughs> so Listen. that would be kind of cool yeah. you get like a t-shirt with it, like point zero whatever would i mean so one solid out of this game this was sewell's first game at right tackle starting he did not let up a single pressure so the o-line played well Maybe there's cause for optimism there. We draft Thibodeau, and we maybe pick up a wide receiver with that Rams pick, or maybe a QB like Sam Howell if he has a shot to be any good. Who knows? Things could get better in year two. I'm already looking ahead to the draft. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, like, the Lions offensive line is definitely your guys. Strong point, yeah. Good, strong point, Elvin with yeah. Swift, so... And like and like Chris said, though, like, the defense has been, you know, punching way above its weight class. I think it's been fine like i mean you got blown yeah. up by the eagles but you know other than yeah. that yeah but sirianni's a fucking match <laughs> well now uh, we're on to our fun topic here so our favorite movies from 2010 to 2020 and we're doing this fantasy draft style and we are taking uh the actual records from our fantasy or the points from our fantasy uh football nfc north fantasy football league and we are applying them to the draft order here so, uh, Blaze, you have the least amount of points. I have the second least. Chris has the second most, and Cole has the most. And, um, yeah, so favorite movies from 2010 to 2020. What do you got, Blaze? What What's number just, one for you? I just want to say I was in third place before you let someone else pick for me. But uh, Okay. <laughs> like you would have done any better. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I'm crushing it. Yeah. Like I said, third though I was beating Eric. Oh, uh, like everyone. All the excuses, uh, <laughs> man. Typical Bears man. Um, I think you guys know what my number one pick is. I think I've been uh, talking it up like for months now. I think I just watched uh, it. Did I just watch uh, it's, it? It's a movie. It's a little diddly by uh, a man named Ari Aster. It's called Midsummer. Midsummer. It's a. Uh, it's a great cult movie it's all takes place in the daytime but it is scary as you know what because uh the the best horror movies are not the ones that you know jump out at you like the nun or uh whatever those jump scare movies are paranormal activities all the insidious the the best ones are the ones that make you think about like how horrible existential dread is and you know you can put in allegories and it's just the cinematography is like I could talk about it's just every time I've seen it probably seven times and every time I see something new and I I, I can't give it enough high praise. So Midsommar, if you haven't seen it, go see it, uh, but get it on the biggest screen as possible. I will let you know when I watch it. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm going to pick this true fantasy draft style where um, I, I think I'm going to pick the. Well, I'm going to pick my favorite, but what might not be the best film of the last 10 years. Also, the one that might get the most votes. I'm going to go Get Out, number one. Uh, oh. Jordan Peele's oh. debut. Sal- Sal- he was great. And, I mean, his directorial <laughs> debut was amazing. And I just, I think that that movie might be the best horror movie of the last 10 years. Up there with Midsummer. I did love Midsummer, But that movie was also yeah. just uh, so much deeper than just a normal horror movie and you know there's mm-hmm. there's metaphors there's allegories there's everything you want and i think the horror film genre has come a, such a long way in the last uh 10 years like it's not again it's not slasher films as much anymore it's not these uh jump scares we actually have like 
people using fear and horror to make a larger point. And, uh, yeah. So, Chris? That's a solid choice right there. Um, I'm torn because I have quite a few movies on my list that I watch probably, you know, at least two or three times a year. But... Mm, the first pick for me is going to be a nice little movie with good old Ben Affleck called The Town. All right. Okay. That was one of James Gandolfini's last movies too, right? Yeah. I'm a big Gandolfini and Sopranos fan, so I, I respect that. All right, cool. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna start this draft off with a bang, with probably one of my favorites, just like over-the-top, just like beautiful cinematography, which is like over the top action, uh, Mad Max okay. Road. I, I kind of thought somebody too. would uh, get uh, that right away. I yeah. love that it's movie. It's a solid movie right there. Yeah, yeah. That I'm, I'm still waiting for the well, sequels. Don't you know, they promised me a trilogy. For my second movie, another one that I I I don't think a lot of people would probably pick it, but I really really liked it because of the um, I'm a big fan of like the continuous shots. Of like where like you know in the Daredevil and stuff of like that, but 1917. Mm, okay. Where it's just I love like, that movie. One continuous thing. Oh, so good. So this, this bastard's taking all my movies. Oh. Highly recommend. Very few World War One movies yeah. out there, and yeah. that one is awesome. And it like it basically the whole thing follows one dude the whole time in like quote unquote real time. But man, oh man. Yeah, if you haven't seen that, awesome. that's a must watch. Chris. Um, so my next one is probably one of the, probably top 10 movies in my opinion of all time. Uh, a nice little diddly of called Django Unchained. Oh, I was just thinking of that in my head. Then how come that wasn't your first film? <laughs> um, in a fantasy. I, love the, I love, I love the town that much more. Okay. I was gonna... Yeah. Top 10 movie of all time. My second pick. <laughs> <laughs> Some might say the seal of the draft. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. Well, next up, I'm gonna go with another one that you could consider it a horror, but it's probably you know much much more than that. Uh, I'm gonna go with Parasite and uh, statement on income inequality. Um, but it's a South South it's, Korean it's... film that uh, actually won Best Picture, and you know I think many would consider yeah. that. One of the best of the last ten years, for sure. Blaze, I've heard I've heard good things about it. I've just never watched it yet. It's good. It's it's really good. It's very good. I I honestly did had knew nothing about it. I just knew it had like got like a ton of hype, and I watched it, and it was exactly what I did not. I did not think it was what it was going to be. Like it, it kind of came out of left field, but I really really liked it. That's great. It's a great movie. All right, uh, I'm gonna throw down our uh, second Tarantino pick of the uh, decade. Drum roll, please. Hateful Eight, great movie. It only takes place in it is. really one location. Uh, you know, it's one of those, you know, uh, we could talk about, you know, Quentin Tarantino about his love for, like, you know, 70s B-movies and, like, how, you know, he just takes great artful approaches at it. Um, but, man, yeah. I mean, I thought, uh, as far as Quentin Tarantino goes, I thought the ending was, you know, even for him, a little too over the top. But just the whole uh, atmosphere that, you know, when you bring these, like, eight strangers into a room, uh, a cabin, I should say, overnight in the middle of a blizzard, and they all kind of, like, you know, bounce off each other. It's so good. So good. 
Did you uh did you know that uh, when Jeff Bridges smashes that guitar, it was the real like one from the eighteen hundreds that was on loan for the museum. They forgot. To oh it no, I did not know that. So he, sma- he smashed like a legit like artifact. That's hilarious. Well, hey, happens to the best of us. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. And then I guess. Uh, I guess I'm gonna have to shake it up a little bit. I got, I gotta go. I gotta hit my, you know, the commercial loving fans out there. I'm gonna go with Deadpool, the best rated R uh, superhero You're movie. You're a Deadpool guy. Breaking the fourth wall. Also, I think I. Uh, it was Kurt Russell. Not yeah, we. Yeah, said, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. I knew you said Jeff Bridges. I was like, I knew. I knew what he. I knew what he was. <laughs> Jeff Bridges. <laughs> Kurt Russell. Yeah, I mean, Deadpool. It's you know a very unique superhero film. I'm not a huge fan of Deadpool. I just you I don't, don't like, like the it humor that much. I don't like the humor. It, the very pithy. It, it just falls flat on me sometimes. Well, it's, I like uh, I, it's elf nerd like, humor. I like comic books, so you know, like the way that he like when he makes fun of the X Men, it's like just so on point, especially in the first movie. You know, like where everyone has a fucking superpower. It's just, I think it. I think it does, you know, sometimes it goes places, you know, where I can see where someone might not find it funny, but, like, the fourth wall-breaking in-universe jokes are just some of the best comedy I've seen in a while, so. So, uh, next up, I am also going to go from the comic book universe, and this one, I believe, is probably one of the top three animated films of all time. I'm going to go Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, It's uh, such a beautiful, so beautifully it's animated so film. I, I just, I love that film so much. And, I mean, like, the story itself and the script were just phenomenal. But, like, when you consider yeah. how beautiful that animation is, and it just blows me away. Uh, I've watched it, like, three times, and I think. And the sound design. Yeah. Like, the, the, uh, oh, all the sound, the music in it. Yeah, everything about that is good. <clears throat> oh man, how do I follow up with that? Um, oh, I forgot how good that movie. I'm like, I know it, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, so I think I'm gonna switch it up a little bit and get a little comedy on my list. We're gonna go with the other guys. Okay, that is a guy. I underrated it really is. comedy. I think. I love that movie. Able to <laughs> so that, that's the Will Ferrell and um, Mark Wahlberg Marky one, Mark. right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, Marky Mark. I watched that one a while ago. I do not remember it very well. But, oh, you yeah. need to check it out again. It's okay. it's great. Oh, for sure. It's very, very right, funny. Cool. You got two here? So, oh, I think, well, so the, my first one is Snowpiercer. Great movie. I, I, Ooh, did yeah. you watch the series yet? I like Snowpiercer a <laughs> lot. And um, that one is such like it's like a, it's like based off of like a Korean comic book that was like adapted by like a French director, but in English, and somehow it magically works and it's amazing. Uh, I love that movie. And then uh, my follow-up one. I'm going to have to go with, uh, I'll go back with the comic books, and I'll nice. go Logan. Yeah. I'm a big old man Logan fan. The comic that books was on my list, Logan. So. I loved it. And when Logan came oh, out. Logan was great, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, fir- the first scene where he brings his claws out and just, like, punches a dude with his claws just directly to the dome, just, I was just like, okay, so these guys are like, they're going for it here. They're I love like that because, uh, you know, we were... 
in the middle of all these Avenger films coming out, and you know Logan just comes out rated yeah. R, you know, extremely graphic and so mm-hmm. depressing, and uh, it just like <laughs> does away with all that shit, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold. That was your last pick. No, no that was got, just... he's got one more. Yeah, right, so it's four. Chris up next now. Oh boys, this is too hard to whittle it down to five. Um, we're gonna go with a comic book, or well, I should say, a superhero. Uh, good old Thor Ragnarok. Okay, oh, dude. Uh, yes, yes. It's like the it. perfect amount of humor in that movie. Yes, that's by far yes. the best. And my favorite Marvel. Yeah, but top top I love it. five movie of the twenty tens. It's so good. Have I've, you not I've seen it. it? Jeff Goldblum, baby. <laughs> I don't know. There's too much. Uh, there, everyone wants to be the side funny character. There's no, like, you know, protagonist in that movie, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Even yeah. Thor hey, tries to be too funny. No. No, no. I don't know what you're saying. No, that's, <laughs> Kate, that's, that's Kate Blanchett, who you're thinking of. She's the one that plays the evil girl. So. Up next, I got <laughs> um, I gotta pick an A twenty four film because I'm such a huge fan of them. Can I I'm get, gonna can pick I the light, the Lighthouse. No, never. Mind. Oh, yeah, yes. I love I that film it. so much. And so you know, Robert Pattinson. I've always been a, a big fan of him, and like even outside of acting, he just has like, I mean, maybe he's acting all the time because he has such a weird sense of humor. Um, but yeah, that specific film. He's in a yeah, lot I of mean, movies. Willem Dafoe. Robert Pattinson together in a lighthouse in the late 1800s, farting and you know, you know, doing whatever like fucking drinking. What were they drinking again? Like kerosene fluid and just going fucking crazy. It it was such a great movie and yeah, um, yeah I definitely a top five for me in the last ten years. Oh. Blaze. Yeah, I don't know that. What was that one line they said though? It was. I, something about a fucking steak. It was a hilarious. I used to say it for. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm like, that was that's a weird ass movie. You should have done the witch though, if that because that's way better. I, I did Roger love Eggers the witch. Movie. I mean, you want to pick it? Yeah. No, no. I still haven't seen the witch. I need to it's watch a slow burn, but it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, it's like her- Hereditary, Midsommar. I've heard they're like it's all in that thing. It's more of like a period piece. Yeah. Like. I mean, they're all a twenty four. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they all have that taste to them. I was, I was honestly thinking, um, I was thinking about doing Hereditary just because I love that movie so much. But I don't know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on a complete dark shot because I don't know how many people have even seen this movie. But um, it stars Nicolas Cage, and it's called Mandy, and it is mm, yes, an absolute yes. psycho <laughs> trip of like. I still don't understand it exactly, but I know there's another cult involved, and but they're like fucked up. <laughs> and I don't know, just the way that it's like film, like you know when uh, Mandy dies, because it's, it's, it's basically a revenge film. It's a revenge fantasy film. Um, when she dies, there's just like the creepiest commercial playing in the background. Like it's because like everything's like so intense and everything like that, but it, they like. I don't know who the director's name is, but they make it, like, a point to watch this stupid commercial. And I don't know. There's, like, mutants that are, like, demons. I don't know. They're subbing through, like, weird acid jars. Um, I don't know. It's just such a goddamn, like, weird trip. It reminds me of, uh, like, uh, like a Scandinavian just slasher, but, like, to the nth degree. Um, so if you've seen it, 
see it. It's got the, one of the best soundtracks, if uh, if that's anything. So yeah, Mandy. Hyper stylized, very just good. bright, like the. the... Mm-hmm. Lots of neon. Well, that's what I was... going on. Big fan. Yeah, of well, fire. like I said, when she di- when she dies, there's like flashing red lights and shit. It's just yep. yeah, it's. All right, and you get one more pick on the back end there, or on the turnaround. Can I do Last Dance? Documentary, yeah. Yeah, we're, we can do documentaries. Yeah. That was fun. That was really fun. Yeah. I, uh, that, what, the, was that a docu-series, though? It's a well, series, yeah. 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 It was like, like a TV series. Weekly. I mean... Cause it, I mean, if it, if it released all it. at once, yes, but since it was weekly, I would have to say no. Yeah, that's pushing it. All right, I was... Okay, um... Then I guess I'm gonna do uh, Peanut Butter Falcon. It's a oh, okay. uh, I love that. It's a movie starring Shia LaBeouf and uh, the girl from Fifty Shades of Grey. I always forget her name, um, but it's a, just a really fun, cool coming of age movie. I like the uh, the scenery. Those uh, I think it takes place in Virginia, and they're going down to Florida. Um, and yeah, it's all about wrestling, which I like too. So I mean, it's kind of the backdrop. But uh, yeah. just kind of like the uh, modern day Huckleberry Finn, almost about two, you know, two uh, unlikely friends becoming really good friends, and uh, yeah, it's a good film. Yeah. Fantastic. That's yes. As well, that one. Yes. Uh, so this next one, I'm very much in between two films because I, I mean, I guess I uh, Spider Man's considered a com- a comedy, but I don't have really a true comedy per se or a sci-fi film per se man you know i'm just for the fans you know for the for the people listening to maybe get more votes um i'm gonna go borat subsequent movie film delivery of prodigious bride for make better what's glorious nation of kazakhstan so i'm gonna go for the borat sequel aka borat 2 yeah I never saw it was, the second one. It was hilarious. I I, honestly, me personally, I prefer the first, but it was definitely good for a sequel. Yeah. I there think was I, I want to go... I was between that and Ex Machina. I don't know if you guys saw that. That's a good one. Sounds a good one. Yeah. I don't think good. as that's, many people that's like have a, seen It's that like a though, niche so. one, too, that not a lot of people have seen. Exactly. So I was kind of... Yeah. It's also... Uh, Blaze, you would like it if you like those kind of like fucked up, scary, yeah. kind of like slow yeah. burn, like... Unsettling. I definitely film. thought Eric was going to say cuties, but, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, Chris, what's your last one? Mm. Originally, I had it down to three. I have it down to one. It's a nice, lovely movie about a man revenging his dog, John Wick. John Wick. Oh, okay. yeah. That was this decade, wasn't it? All right. Yes, sir. It's, it's... All three were. It's just... Okay, so you're going with the original, right? The action. Of action course. Number one. Okay. I mean, that economy makes no sense, but it is a good movie. They're making they're making five of them now. They're finishing the fourth one. Well, yeah, I think they're even doing a TV series called The Artemis. Yeah, and they're doing a spinoff called The Ballerina with a female John Wick. That universe is exploding. Jane Wick? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, so now we got uh, Cole with his last pick. Oh, May I give you a suggestion? Uh, no. Sure. No. Oh, yes, and, and to watch 
Ed of Watch is very good. That mm-hmm. is a very, very solid, solid film. I'm trying to, I'm actually on the, like, the sci-fi train with this one. I'm a big sci-fi guy, if you haven't been able to tell by some of my movies I picked. Uh, I'm kind of between Ex Machina was on my list, and then also um, Interstellar. Ooh. And I think I'm going to go with Interstellar, mostly because I, I saw that movie as my first IMAX film I ever saw, and... God, that was that just like blew my mind and like the um the black hole sequence. They actually had to like develop a whole separate like new program and everything to model a black hole specifically for that movie and now that's like that whole black hole sequence and how it's modeled is basically what we now understand is what you would like visually represent as like a black hole when you got that close. So it's very, very cool. Lots of science into it. They had like Neil deGrasse Tyson and a whole bunch of research. God, I love that film. Plus, like the whole theory of relativity with the time and, oh, yeah. and love I, that movie. That, so that movie also makes me cry, though. Too. I don't know if my if I if my if oh. my daughter was ever older than me <laughs> at the end of it. I don't know. I always like gives, yeah, gives me a little tear jerk at the end. Yeah, definitely don't you know get drunk or like take substances and watch that movie because you'll just get re- it looks cool but you'll get really sad <laughs> oh without a doubt and depressed for a while so, i i was i just remembered 50 50 came out in the last decade too and i was just like maybe i should pick that one for the comedy that was such a great film oh that's that's the seth um, rogan and joseph gordon uh, i know i was thinking about putting uh yeah, kingsman with, on my list yeah. it's shaved i feel like i've watched like zero comedy films this decade because i can't think I of one yeah, like I, I was looking around, like what kind of what were the best comedy films that came out, and like I, you know, the Will Ferrell uh, generation was two thousand to two thousand ten. So yeah, I mean, old Daddy or what is that one with Will Ferrell, like Daddy something or other with Mark, like Daddy's oh, Home or something like that. Uh, yeah, Daddy's Home. Yeah. yeah. Two. I mean, but other than that, I mean, I really can't think of anything off the top of my head either. Toy Story three. Yeah, well, that's another really, yeah. tearjerker though. Yeah, I mean, the ending is, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, uh-huh. we will move on to next week, and um, we will put this up as a poll online, and I guess I'll recap right quick. Blaze got uh, Midsummer, The Hateful Eight, Deadpool, Mandy, Peanut Butter Falcon. Uh, I got Get Out, Parasite, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, The Lighthouse, Borat Subsequent Movie Film, blah, 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 blah. And uh, Chris <laughs> has The Town, Django Unchained, The Other Guys, Thor Ragnarok and John Wick. Then Cole has Mad Max Fury Road, nineteen seventeen, Snowpiercer, Logan, and Interstellar. Hey Chris. So this will be an interesting one. <laughs> Chris, you wanna you wanna trade Tarantino films? No, I can't say that I do. Yeah. Dude, I feel like I'm Django and Chain, man. <laughs> that far away from the just from the clean sweep, you know? Should we call you Mr. Candy? So, uh, now we have Blaze and Cole tied at 16-11 for the Pickums on the season. Uh, sadly, Ralphie went 0-3 last week. Sorry, right. I'm just here I to I mean, Cole, you know, he went 1-2. and two. He didn't do very well trains. last week. Chris went 1-2. Wow. That last week was a shit yeah. show. Well, I went 2-1. Okay. I Lines went 2-1. Lines kind of fucked it yeah. all up. And it is very, you know, we can all predict a tie, whatever we want to. We can, we can say that a game's going to be a tie, you know. There's no rule against that, so... <laughs> Where's the so anyway, where they say a dog can't play basketball? <laughs> Airbud. Yeah, we forgot Airbud 3 in our movie pick. <laughs> so, all right. We got Ravens at Bears coming off a bye. Uh, the Bears are. And possibly Tevin Jenkins, their second-round pick, could be back this week as uh, Chicago Sun-Times 
uh, saying that he's nearing a return. But then um, Khalil Mack, his foot injury seems to be lingering, and they are even considering putting him on IR. Uh, but they're waiting uh, to see if it'll be any better. But uh, they do have David Montgomery back. And so, you know, we get a full week possibly with uh, David Montgomery and then maybe Tevin Jenkins coming in, and that could be huge for that uh, Bears offense. But I think the Ravens know their divisional opponents are weak, and they're still in the mix, but I don't think John Harbaugh is going to allow this one to slip away from him. I think uh, in a tough spot, I'm always going to bet on John Harbaugh to to kind of shore these kind of wins up. I don't think it's going to be Lamar coming up big in this one. I think it'll be Harbaugh, but I do think... uh, it's going to be a close game. I, I think that, you know, the Bears, they come out of the bye with more energy, and uh, maybe they'll have kind of more of a new look, especially with uh, Justin Fields, you know, uh, against the Steelers. He was playing a little bit better, so maybe he capitalizes on that. But I'm taking the Ravens here, 27-24. to 24. And, Blaze, let's go to you next. Yeah, I don't know. This, I, I really feel like this is going to be the game that we're all going to be stuck between a rock and a hard place. I feel like the Bears could be set up to win this game, you know, just because you said, like you said, coming off a bye, you know, coming off of a, you know, there's there's no moral victories, but what a great loss. I was there. Justin Fields played really great in that second half. Montgomery's back. The offensive line is still doing good with the run. You know, we'll see about the pass. And the defense stepped up when they weren't uh, getting bullshit penalties. I think the one detriment, though, is, is that A, the Ravens are a better team. B, they're a better coach team. And see, they're coming off an embarrassing loss to the uh, Miami Dolphins, um, where they just, you know, really got taken to the shed. So I think a lot of that is going to play a factor into this game. And I think the uh, Ravens are going to pull it out. I love picking my Bears every week. You know, after I, uh, your boy Ralphie uh, put me in this hole, I got to use my brain <laughs> instead of my heart. <laughs> So I'm going to say the Bears play a good game again. I don't know what the weather's going to be like, but, you know, it's never fun to play Chicago in that natural grass. Let's go Ravens 23, Bears 20 on a Justin Tucker walk-off like he likes to do to the NFC North this year, apparently. All right, both counting by a field goal. Chris? I actually do not have it that close. I think the Ravens will regroup. Look at the game film, realize that they should have beat the bricks off of Miami. And I think the Bears will have a difficult time containing Lamar. They're going to be able to stop him for a couple times here and there. But I have a feeling it's going to get ugly and it's going to ugly quick. And I give it Baltimore 32-13. Oh, damn. All right. Wow. Yep. Cool. Well... <clears throat> As I said earlier, special teams wins championships, and, you know, John Harbaugh's, you know, a special teams coach. Justin Tucker is one of the greatest kickers of, you know, our generation and ever. Uh, The Bears, I've predicted them, they're only going to get four wins this season. Uh, They play the Lions next week, so obviously they're pretty much burnt out on wins, so there's no way they're going to win this game. They're going to kick three field goals, get I'll give him a touchdown. Like, you know, I'll give him a touchdown. Whatever 9 plus 7 is. I don't do math. It's 16. (laughs) And the Ravens are going to just steamroll him. 
he's gonna they're gonna let Lamar eat and Lamar cannot it was not gonna be stopped by that Bears defense I mean he's gonna run for 100 yards again break the record for the most 100 yard rushes for any quarterback ever he's probably gonna throw for 300 yards too and he's gonna put up 31 points by himself so 31 17 <laughs> oh yeah you do Probably. realize we, Dude, it's you realize we have Roquan Smith, man. Roquan Smith could run sideline to sideline. He's I, Roquan who, Smith. Who? Lamar? Jackson? Can't be stopped? That's all I need. <laughs> Dude. One on one? If it's one on one between Roquan Smith who's he and Lamar throw? Jackson, Lamar Jackson. Mark Jackson, who's at a quiet ear. Marquise, I can't catch a damn ball. Brown. Uh, like, who's he go- Lamar has not necessarily had a quiet ear. No, no, I said Marquise. I said Marquise Brown. Okay, not Lamar. I mean, he he's oh, rebounded also okay. though, Marquise Brown. So. Not last he's week. Also he got like seven, last he's got over seven hundred yards week, now. Yeah. Well, either way, let's <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to Dude, uh, I, I... Lions at Browns here. Um, there's so many things going against the Lions in this one. It's uh, in Cleveland. The Browns are coming off an embarrassing loss, and uh, you know the Patriots. They just they completely embarrass them. So, you know, you got a pissed-off Browns team, a pissed-off Miles Garrett, which no one likes. Um, you have Nick Chubb coming off COVID IR. You possibly have Kareem Hunt coming back. And uh, Baker Mayfield, he did suffer a knee injury, but he'll most likely be fine for this week. I think this game is a blowout. You know, the Lions, they, I don't think they're going to come out and just, like, play like they did against the Rams in this one. I, I think it's, you know, Browns are too pissed off to let that happen. So I got Browns 38, Lions 12. Because their kicker won't make either of the extra points. So, Cole? Uh, you know, that's a that's a pretty good pretty good an- analysis. I, I, I tend to agree with you. See, I can be truthful uh, about my team and impartial. Isn't that nice? Yeah, sure. so can I. I. I mean, I have never spoken anything false about the Packers. They are All just right. too good. Uh, the Brown the Browns are coming off of uh, yeah like a bad loss so they are gonna they're gonna be pissed off this is gonna be their like get you know get right game and they're not gonna step off the throat of the Lions they're he, like Kitchens is gonna use this game Kitchens. to just Stavansky you know or, I'm sorry <laughs> Did you say Freddie Kitchens <laughs> there's too many Browns coaches there's too many of them that's back. a funny that's a funny slip up though I, I like thinking oh, of Fred, Freddie Kitchens though <laughs> facing the Lions <laughs> but yeah the Browns are gonna they're gonna they're gonna torch the Lions Lions will try hard uh, I think the Lions will get. I think I think the um, Swift might be get get going. Um, I think is Decker Decker's like yep. fully. I, he didn't play well right? last week, I, yeah. and Sewell did, so that was interesting. Yeah, I but think, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's his first yeah. game back, and I I think they'll they'll, they'll kind of fit, get their groove a little bit more. I think the Lions will probably get. Uh, <sighs> I'll give them seventeen, and then uh, the Browns are going to probably. Drop thirty-five on them, maybe forty-four. It's already happened once. The Lions. Let's do forty-four. All right, please. All right. Now I don't want to play devil's advocate, but I just want you guys to know that the Browns play the Ravens next week Sunday night, and Baker Mayfield is really good at looking ahead at next week and not at this week, as terms of uh, you know. I don't think Baker Mayfield is a good quarterback to begin. He's been gifted the greatest offensive line. He he's has. He's got, got a broken shoulder. He's been gifted Poor the greatest man. offensive line, two great running backs, a decent wide receiver core. 
Um, and he's not better than Mac Jones, in my opinion. So, um... No one's saying that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think you guys are calling blowouts. I think it's going to be a lot closer. I think uh, the Browns are going to take an early lead. And then, what was it, week one when the Lions played the uh, 49ers? Where the Niners kind of just took their foot off the gas? The Lions made a nice little comeback. So, I think it's going to get out of hand early. So, I'm going to say it's going to be like... 31 to 3 at halftime. The Lions make their uh, little their little MCDC uh, comeback that we all like to see and uh, they end up losing 24 to 38. But yeah, I think Baker Mayfield gets just absolutely just not he doesn't have a good game. It's going to be Chubb and if uh, Hunt is uh, available. Yeah, I guess it all depends on uh, what Baker shows up. I know he's what day to day as of right now, but I I don't know. I think the old Browns from two weeks ago after OBJ left will show up, and I think it's not going to be a complete blowout, but it'll it'll be like a, a moral victory for the Lions because they'll keep it within fourteen. Uh, I think it's going to be like thirty five twenty one. All right. Well, so far we are all going with the same teams here. So there's not going to be any moving in the standings unless I pick an upset for the last game, which I think I will. Yeah, last but not least, we have our divisional rivalry, Packers at Vikings. It's confirmed that Aaron Jones will be out with an MCL sprain one to two weeks. You got Rashawn Gary with a hyperextended elbow. You know, Zadaria Smith and Jair Alexander still out as far as we know. So can Rodgers overcome all these injuries, carry his team on his back, and get a win in Minneapolis. And you know, if this game was in prime time, I'd say no. But it's a 1 p.m. game. 1 p.m. game for Daddy Cousins. He's played well against the Packers in his career. He's 3-3-1 with a 107 passer rating and a 3-1 touchdown to interception ratio. I think I'm going to take the home team in this one. And I think the Vikings can put it together. They can beat an injured Packers team at 1 p.m. Vikings 31, Packers 24. Cool. Beautiful mm-hmm. assessment, Eric. Um, just poorly, poorly <laughs> you know, put together. But uh, the Packers are gonna—they're gonna win. I mean, Rashad Gary—he wants to play. He says he's gonna play. He's just gonna put on a brace, so he'll still be there. So Darius Smith, obviously, still out. Kevin King again. Kevin King stepped up, and then that uh, our pickup with uh, Campbell or Campbell—that dude is legit. Uh, I think the Packers defense is going to stop Cook and and really limit uh, the Vikings. Uh, I am a little worried about Jefferson because he is very good, but Cousins, I think, it likes it's going to huck the ball and maybe get a little too cocky, throw a couple picks. Packers have been a, very good at turning the ball over on the defense. And the offense, I am not worried about Jones being out because A.J. Dillon stepped up big time. And if you feed that big boy, he's going to eat. That dude is like a wrecking ball, and I am excited to see him just roll through the Vikings defense. Uh, you know, he, 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 I think he's going he's gonna to have another breakout game. It'll be like, uh, you know, 2010 with Stark where, you know, he was okay, and then all of a sudden playoffs time hit, he was a madman. So I'm very excited. Packers are going to take this one 30, let's do 32-24. 32-24, Blaze? I have to agree with Cole on this one. 
You know, it's not a pri- it's not a primetime game. You know, it's still a big game for Kirk Cousins, and uh, we know how he likes to uh, play big games by not showing up. Yeah, this like I said before, the Packers' defense is, looks like the real deal. I don't know what happened because they were just mediocre last year. There's just I, I just I, I just can't help but think that you know at the end of the day. I know Kirk Cousins, he's going to put up a lot of yards against the Packers, but is he going to find six a lot? I don't know. So they're going to put all that pressure on Cook to get a majority of their points. And again, I don't know. Because at the end of the day, I don't think that the Vikings are much better than the Bears. So I think the Bears lost by 10 to the Packers at home. I think I'll, I'll spot the Packers a whole seven. So I will give it uh, let's go Thirty-one twenty-four, Packers. All right, Chris. Well, well, well. <laughs> uh, so the only thing I have to say is, in the Vikings' five losses, they've lost by a combined eighteen points. I think it's gonna come back and bite me in the ass. I already know it, but I think they're gonna buck that trend and they're gonna win by the single-digit score this time. Um, I think Kirk Cousins will be able to find somebody in the end zone more than once. Cook will have, I, I don't know, I think it's going to have an uh, average day at best, maybe 70 to 90 yards. But I don't know, I think, I think Cousins is feeling it this week. I think coming off of last week, I think that gave them just a little bit more momentum that they needed to hit that 500 mark, baby. I think they're going to take it 31-28. 31-28? Oh, that's... that's... Did you know that the Packers uh, collectively have stopped the Seahawks, Chiefs, and Don't Cardinals? care at all. Uh, you haven't, you haven't, they, they've you haven't scored, faced the likes of Kirk Cousins they've only scored yet. 33 points total. They've, the defense has only allowed 33 points don't last care. games. I, st- I, st- I, just, I stand by what I said. Cook and, uh, hey, do you Cousins want me to change it? All the Packers them. will get three field goals, and that's it. Well, you know, we have the battle of the anti-vaxxers, well, not- too. That's not being, uh, you know, talked about enough. Yeah, it's- we're not getting well, no. hey, hey, Rogers is anti-vaxxers. He's just anti, he's just pro-body. I mean, hey, I'm sorry that the media uh, assumed pro- he was vaccinated by the way he worded it. Yeah, I, you know, it's really on the media when you think about it. Because he, they didn't ask him a follow-up question. Like, nope. I really hope so. Somebody this season they do a touchdown dance when they score against the Packers and they lift up their jersey and then give a shot to themselves. That would be the best touchdown dance well, ever. Dave, it would be the, yeah, would be the best last week. It would be the best touchdown celebration <laughs> if Kirk Cousin gets a touchdown and actually gives himself a COVID shot. <laughs> <laughs> on the field. <laughs> Oh my god, I would love that. Guys! You know what they... You like that? You guys remember that? Like, <laughs> you guys remember that fucking... Uh, oh, that old... That uh, Colin Kaepernick, Russell Wilson, like, eyebrow bet commercial thing? But they should do it with Cousins and Rogers, where it's like loser has to be vaccinated. <laughs> Odd film. That would be golden. <laughs> If I thought that, that Aaron awesome. Rodgers actually had two words to say to Kirk Cousins, then I would believe it. But they're such different people, although they do meet in the middle oh. somewhere, I guess. But yeah, <laughs> right, at least right, they well, found some common ground. <laughs> something. Now we have our <laughs> NFC North uh, fantasy draft here. Chris won last week with sixty-one point one points, and uh, yeah, he is still behind Cole though. Cole is uh, five hundred eight point three eight points. That's uh, how many points he has now. 
Chris has 463.86. I was third last week, and uh, I now have 430 flat total. And Blaze is last with 417.32. So, Blaze, when I left for vacation, I was in third. Just... Yeah. So we all know. Oh, Blame it all on Ralphie. So you, you dropped, you dropped, you dropped one yeah. place. Um, I'll give you an hmm. asterisk. Hmm. All right. Let me. Uh, all right. You know what? I don't believe in the Ravens' run defense, though. I'm going to start out with David Montgomery. David Montgomery. All right. So, this should be interesting. But I was thinking AJ Dillon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking no Jair Alexander. Who? Jefferson or Thielen? That's going to be interesting. Jefferson came up big last week, but Thielen is always the more um, dependable one. I think I'm going to go Justin Jefferson. Um. Hmm. <laughs> We're going to go. Yeah, we'll go with uh, Swifty again. Why not? He'll get them garbage time points. Yeah, yeah, he's That's been right, baby. solid in fantasy this season for sure. Cole, you know, you guys always give me you know shit for picking Packers players, but none of you guys, you know, your first three picks weren't even Packers players, which is a mistake. Which is why I am in the lead <laughs> by a substantial margin, <laughs> and I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna, do it. I'm gonna take Dylan, and I'll take Rogers. Wow, Rogers with your first pick, how brave! <laughs> why would I? Why would I pick anything different if it works? I don't like to be a loser. Oh well, if that's the I'm, case, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with. Uh, uh, we'll go with Cousins. Ah, yeah, I know you'll be fine. Oh wait, no, you just picked Swift. Oh, no, wait, never mind. Okay, that doesn't matter. Cousins and QB. <laughs> right. There we go. I knew you'd get there. Yeah. All right. Um, wait well, a I was second. Thinking you of Dalvin Cook. <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking of Dalvin <laughs> Cook in my head because I'm going to pick Dalvin Cook. Oh, my turn? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'm going to I'm gonna go with Conklin. I think he's the best tight end in the division right now. Um, yeah, he got two tutties last week. Oh, um, yeah, finally. <laughs> And then, let's see here. I, I still have time to get a wide receiver, so I'm going to... Hmm. I don't like any of the defenses this week. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll get a wide receiver then. Let's, uh... Let's do Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb. Corn on the Cobb. I'm going to go... Justin Fields, because I do not want to get stuck with Jared, Jared Goff this week. So. <laughs> hey, you're about to be a real ass now. Yeah. Chris? Uh, you know what? Just so Cole will shut the hell up. Dante Adams. Whoa. Uh, yeah. How did he? How did Devontae Adams fall so far? Because I like picking around players. You know, I don't like to do the same. Well... I think Blaze so forgot there. that Adams was still there. Dude, I always pick weird players. That's why I'm like in last. <laughs> okay. All right, Cole, you got two picks. Yeah, I'm going to pick Cole Komet. 
and I'm going to pick the Packers defense. I think I think Cousins is going to turn the ball over a few times. No. I'm hoping. Hawkinson hasn't been taken, right? Nope. Who would? I mean, maybe maybe he'll get more than one look this week, so I mean, it might as well. He's been a big disappointment. I, I mean, maybe they're double covering him, but yeah. All right, well, Hawkinson, I will take, hmm, yeah, you got the Packers D, Cole, so, uh, Bears or Vikings defense, this is tough. I'm going to take the Vikings defense, putting my money where my mouth is here. You could have chosen Lions. Yeah, no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Then I will choose the Bears defense. Bears D. And then, uh, what am I missing? Just QB? I guess I have golf, right? Yep. yep. <laughs> Enjoy them. Welcome to the struggle on. bus. <laughs> uh, so... I'm just going to pick Aaron Rodgers first overall. Pick. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an shit show after the first QB stick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Aaron Rodgers has followed to me every single Met, week. Hawkinson, uh, taken in Conklin. I'll be stuck Mer- with uh, Mercedes Lewis. E. Yeah, <laughs> well, I have no no pick in this, but Lions defense, it's all that's left. Yeah. Can you like me get them not, negative points, baby? Can you not pick a defense, and then that way you can at least get zero? Can I just like, yeah? Can I just forego? I want to <laughs> practice actions this week, <laughs> and I don't want to get fucked oh, by the Browns. <laughs> uh, uh, for my uh, for my wide receiver, I'm gonna go with Saint Brown ah, over Brown. Adam Thielen last week. Yeah, you could be crazy. Yeah. I'm, I'm Blaze. I'm picking Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. So alright, that ends up with uh Blaze, David Montgomery, Conklin, Cobb, Bears D, and Goff. I'm Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Justin Fields, Vikings defense, Mercedes Lewis, Chris has DeAndre Swift, Kirk Cousins, Devontae Adams, Hawkinson and the Lions D. Cole is AJ Dillon. Aaron Rodgers, Cole Komet, Packers D, and Amonra St. Brown. And there we have Man, it, gentlemen. St. Brown, I'm so proud of you, Cole. That's like, yeah. I mean, I knew you are kicking ass, so it's like, you know, you've been working out for six weeks, so you get to have that, like, two Oreos. You're like, ooh, I'm going to be bad. Let's do St. Brown. <laughs> hey, I picked I picked Raymond last week. I'm, I'm, I've doubled up on Lions wide. And that's all he's going to do the rest of the year. I might throw the ball. I mean, who knows if golf will, he had that oblique injury and I mean he could he kept on throwing but yeah yeah Blau Blau might come in and just fucking I, see I've always been a Blau hard so I I want I want Blau to play that I, is heard the you, worst I heard you I heard you Blau hard <laughs> <laughs> now do you want Blau hard to like win though or do you want him to I just, just be want him to, to just like... play I Wait, just want to oh my god how come you haven't thought of <laughs> Can I blow you to get you golf like this? Oh. oh. All right. Oh. Woo. The Lions. <laughs> well, that'll be it, gentlemen. Have a good night. Good night. Thank you. Go Bye. Good summer.